Welcome to my podcast, Talking with Ted. I'm Ted. This is a podcast I have started while I'm in college in which I hope to have a diverse and original guest each episode. Today is the first returner of Talking with Ted. I've had this kid on before and he is awesome. He has some of the best conversations uh, really that we've had probably all season long um, and I'm really excited to have him back. I haven't been on for a while because of COVID and I'm sorry, but we're back and uh, he was able to fit in. Uh, and, and, and I'm very happy and very glad that, uh, that, that he, he stepped in. But before we begin, obviously, you know the drill. I have two podcasts that I have to talk about, uh, the True Critic Podcast and Did I Stutter? The True Critic Podcast, uh, uh, Jake Ryquest is the host and producer of that show, loves talking about movies, and uh, you know, I know it's been a while, but he's ready to get some things back up. Uh, obviously, things have been busy with COVID and, and playing baseball and whatnot, but he's going to get some things back up uh, very soon. And then did I stutter? Uh, the first season is on uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, anywhere that get, that you get your podcasts. Um, and, uh, you know, be sure to, to listen to that if you're a big office fan like us. Um, and we're going to have uh, season two up, uh, up and running pretty soon. Next thing I have to talk about is the mini pro locker. The mini pro locker is a company that I started working with, and it is basically a fold locker or shelf that hangs up on the fence at a baseball game and gives you a spot to put your mitt, helmet, gloves. Uh, if you're like me, got to have a spot for your sunflower seeds. Uh, of course, it has a spot for your bat. Uh, the mini pro locker is awesome. Uh, as a college baseball player, uh, I can tell you that my whole life I've left stuff at the field and kept things very unorganized. So I think the mini pro locker is an awesome idea and it does a great job to keep things organized. And um, I really think that you should go check it out on social media, online, anything of that nature. The other thing I have to talk about, the last thing I have to talk about before we get going in today's podcast is my new theme song. I had Kevin Cordy on a couple episodes ago and he told me that I could use one of his theme songs or one of his songs that he writes. He produces quite a few beats. I can use one of them as a theme song for talking with Ted. And so I went with Get Bent. Get Bent is a uh, song that I am using by Kevin Cordy and uh, I'm really excited and I think it sounds awesome. Okay, I'm currently sitting here with Andrew Zahner. clearly given this some thought no, i mean really you're just you're I just wait. on your toes thinking uh, i'm i'm thinking strategically here i like it i like it there you go uh what'd you do today let's see woke up i was really tired today yeah past couple days haven't really slept too good so yeah. kind of did my class slept for a little bit went and got food slept some more I showered did my class and then oh um uh, in my class today we were um, we get there and there are probably 15 to 20 kids missing. Holy cow. Yep. Friday. I mean, Friday, beautiful day. And she goes, yeah, everyone who's here gets 10, cre 10 extra credit points. Really? There's like six of us there. That's, so that's legit. I'll take it. Way to go. Yeah. Way to, way to go to class. <laughs> way to do what's expected. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, cause a lot of people can't. Yeah. That, that's Kind of like I'm, I'm good. I, I'm happy for you, but that is pretty pathetic. Yeah. When you that's yeah. I mean, I th I think there were about five, and we have 27 enrolled or something. I don't know, but there were a couple on Google Meet too. So. Yeah, but still, that's it's pathetic. That's pathetic. Yeah. Is it Peyton's? By, by the way, Peyton is one of the very first. He's the second ever guest I've ever had in the room, while doing a podcast. 
if we need to look something up, he's got. He's got the. You know who? You know who the first guy was though. No, not Zoner. Adam Tish was in for one of the he, first ones. No, it was for uh, one of uh, one of the off my chest episodes. Adam Tish was uh, sitting next to us on his phone the whole time. Kept himself I mean, busy, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's his job, I guess. Yeah, so it's been a while since I, I've been podcasting because I had uh, had COVID. Yeah, how did how did did you get any symptoms bad or not really? Yeah, so the story, so the the legend has it <laughs> that my roommate tested positive, and we we think that he got it from from somewhere on campus because he wasn't leaving campus or anything. Like we were following the rules, other than. You know, us couple of friends hanging out. We have had little, you know, outside contact. So I went home for Easter, and uh, I got a call. Easter, I was eating dinner with just my mother and my father. I got a call that said uh, I, that my roommate tested positive and uh, can't come back. Well, I could come back and isolate, but I just chose to stay home. So then, like, that was like Sunday on Easter, and then Tuesday. I went back up to school, came back up to school to grab some things, and I, like, walking up the stairs to grab my belongings, just took it out of me. Shortness of breath. Like, I, like, you can, like, my mother, because my mom was with me, and we were just in the car, and she was like, are you okay? I'm like, I just need a second here before we get going, because I was just, like, so out of breath. And I, I honestly just chalked it up to, like, not running, in the past couple of weeks, I mean, we've had practice. So looking back at it now, that was a dumb assumption. And then I can't paint this. <laughs> Peyton's responding to everything I say. Like, <laughs> Facial expression. Yeah, you did like, decide to sit on that side. So I did. That's because that I needed the you. charger. Yep. Yeah. And I decided to let it. I'll, I'll kick you out. <laughs> I'll kick you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so oh, anyways, you best believe it. <laughs> you, be, you best believe it. Keep Tish to be the only one who sat through a full episode. It's because he didn't talk. Shout out Adam Tish. Yeah, great guy. Great guy. He really is. I had the pleasure to meet him that one time. <laughs> he's and, a goofus, uh, but Oh yeah. Love him though. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um so anyway, so uh so Tuesday, like we were we were driving home and uh you you know that feeling of like when you have coffee and you don't eat a whole lot and you just get really jittery, you know? Yeah. Um I had that feeling because I, I had a coffee on the way home and I just kind of felt really jittery and then it turned into like like almost like tingling in my shoulders and arms. And you think this is a COVID symptom? Well, it that turned into muscle aches and fatigue. Oh, gotcha. So that was kind of the the precursor. I think the I think the uh, coffee was like the what took it over the edge, you know. And then yeah. as I wind off the caffeine, I was just kind of starting to feel the fatigue a little bit more. So I got home, and then that night I felt pretty crappy. And about two a.m., I got like a one hundred one four fever. Yeah, so that like, like a fever. Feel great. Yeah, that's a fever. And then the next morning, I woke up fine, just had a cough. But I went to go get tested. This is, what, this is what really bothers me. So I went to go get tested that Wednesday morning right after I had the fever. And it was a PCR test, you know, the one that's 48 hours. And uh, it came back negative. Polymerase chain reaction. I had to, I yes, yes, polymerase. While you were yeah, saying absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Peyton's taking videos of me. Hey, hey. Wait, wait, wait. You know what? Actually, I'll talk about that in one second. So anyway, so, um, so I got that back negative. And I was like, what? Like, my roommate had it, so I was definitely exposed to it. Um, like, how, and, and I had those symptoms. I didn't, like, lose my taste or smell or anything, but a fever, fatigue, cough. And I was like, so I went back, and I, I, well, we called them. 
And he said, it's possible, but it's rare that you got your test too early. So I was like, okay, I guess if it's rare, it's probably not the case, but I really feel like I have COVID. So I went back and I convinced her to give me a rapid test. Um, and that came back negative. Yeah. And then, yeah. And she's like, well, that has a chance of being a, a false negative as well. But I was like, what are the chances that I get a test too early? And it's a false negative. Yeah. I mean, we could calculate the statistics of that. We, we could. I was going to ask what, I was going to ask you what, um, if you think both of them were false negatives or if I how think one of them got compromised or something. I think the first one, I think the, the tech did it wrong. I really did. Okay. With, um, so that's the one you go up through the, it's not the, the nasal cavity, but you go. No, it is. The, oh, so it's like so, way back. Yeah. That's the, the brain scratcher. One? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you did do that one. I've heard that. Um, isn't that the most accurate one? Too? It is the most accurate. I think she did it wrong. And the reason I think that is because a, I'll, I'll be honest. I know that the healthcare industry is struggling right now and I have all my respect for her, but she had no idea what she was doing. Just like, yeah, they need people out there. So yeah. Just, just like from the time out. of me walking in, she just like, didn't know what forms I had to fill out. And I went back and she was still there and she had me refill out all my insurance stuff. And I asked her, I was like, okay, if I did this two, two days ago, why do I have to refill out all the insurance? And she goes, well, this is paperwork to document why you're here. I'm like, okay, I'll fill out the paperwork that like asks why I'm here today, but I don't need to fill out the four pages of insurance. Yeah, that I again. just did two yeah. days ago. So anyway, so she just didn't know what she was doing from the get go. And again, I applaud her for, you know, working. I'm sure she's working a ton of hours, but I just really, she just did not seem like she knew what she was doing. And, and the second one, I don't want to say hurt, but it went up a lot further okay. than the first one. Yeah. So I almost feel so like you the first one. you can tell a difference. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that could have something yeah. to do with it. I so then guess. the rapid test came back negative, and then we got another PCR. So the third one finally came back positive. <laughs> third time's a charm, I guess. I guess. I mean, that's just, I was like, Yeah, that's wow. that's interesting. So for yeah. the first one, do you think there was, like, some sort of something with your incubation period um, where you had the had the virus in your system and then? I don't know. That it didn't incubate long enough. That's, Actually, that's one thing I've been trying to look into more, and I don't get you it. You know what I really thought when when I got the second negative test? Because like there was that time between the the second like the rapid test that was negative, and then I got the the positive results those two days there. I was honestly convinced that I got it, didn't show symptoms until the very end, and then didn't have it anymore by the time I got those tests. Yeah, that. <laughs> I was completely wrong, and I don't think that – it is possible, actually. I, I've read a lot on, into it. It is possible that you can only have it for a couple hours or a day or so. Yeah. But it's, it's incredibly rare. rare. It's okay. nothing to bank on. No one would ever say, yeah, oh, that could be you. <laughs> um, there's also a, a couple of articles of people who just have not tested positive. Like, they just will not test positive. Like, people who have been exposed – who have gotten the symptoms, who have gotten the fever, gotten the cough, um, you know, gotten the, 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 the loss of taste and smell and just have not tested positive. But while that's also extremely rare, it's genetic for the most part. And both my parents tested positive. Okay. So, so I was like, I was sitting there and I was thinking in my mind, those could be the, those could be the reasons, but that, yeah, I kind of debunked it real quick. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just upset and yeah. thinking out of my mind. Hey, at least you got antibodies now. I mean, exactly you know you hey, don't have to worry nature's about vaccine you know yeah exactly <laughs> the all which vaccine did you get well i got the all natural i got vaccine. the <laughs> it's only good for three months but uh yeah so it's uh yeah yeah <laughs> um 
Yeah, and then uh, I was upset because I thought with all the PCRs now they told they screen it and tell you if you have the variant, mm-hmm. um, but they don't. So I thought they did. Have you yeah. done a lot of work with PCR and bio or not or chemistry or not so much? I know about it. I haven't done work with it. I just okay. know it's a way to copy DNA. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you're copying it. Uh, you make a like billions of copies mm-hmm. over a bunch of processes. It just exponentially the amount of DNA exponentially increases as you perform the process right. over and over again. Right. Um, but uh, I was there's like a certain bandwidth you're looking for when you when you do the PCR, like how big the DNA strands are and all this all this stuff. So I was wondering if the variant has a different bandwidth and that's how you'd be able to tell. Because I, I don't know like how they design these tests. Well, it's very interesting The to me. PCR, I think, is just how they tell if it's COVID. Okay. Um, because they're looking for the genetic material of COVID. You know, when you copy it, it's easier to read. I think it's a totally different process in order to... To, to test for the variant, yeah. you're saying? Okay. Yeah, I was because, curious about that. Because the test is just looking at the DNA. But so do the tests we have right now, can they identify, like if there's the variant present, mm-hmm. um, will it detect it as the SARS-CoV-2 or whatever the first one is? So I think it's just like the test will come back positive for variants or whatnot, and then it's a whole separate DNA screen. I don't even know if it's PCR, to be completely honest, to test the actual DNA. And to find out which variant but, it is. Yeah, too. so I think like I think for the most part they just say, Oh, you have COVID and then call it a day. But like at least at the beginning of the variant, when you had COVID, I think they were sending a lot more like to different labs or different parts of the lab. I I could be completely wrong, I have no idea, but I think you can tell, but I don't think like you use a COVID test and it says like, Oh, here you have the B one one seven variant. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's a totally different process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty interesting stuff. Virology. It is. Yeah, it is. I've been I've been reading a lot, and the problem with it is it's so new. Yeah. That every article is different. Exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see, and maybe ten twenty years mm-hmm. when we look back on this. Yeah. What we're gonna say about our yeah about everything about it yeah. from our reaction to the vaccine to treatment to anything like that. I'm curious to see how what scientists are gonna say. I just want to. Uh, like when my kids are in history class and I'm learning about the great pandemic of 2020. Yep. I was there. <laughs> y- yeah, exactly. I'd be like, well, well, Sonny, I had it, you know, my it sucks, yeah. man. I don't, uh, I'm ready for it to be over for sure. I was ready. I was ready about yeah. a year ago yeah. and another year has passed by. Yeah. But there was nothing like that first few weeks. That, like that honestly, was awesome. It, it was kind of cool. I'll be completely honest. Like it, it was, I, I look at this pandemic a lot and a big, so big thing with me, I think obviously that, you know, is I try and be positive. Mm-hmm. I think you also know, I have a hard time doing that a lot of the times, <laughs> but I try and be positive. And we've had a lot of conversation with some of my friends. Um, there are a lot of good things that have come out of this pandemic. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, from stuff of like, uh, you know, my, my friends, uh, parents have, you know, walked 365 days in a row. Uh, you know, people are exercising more. Um, you know, I think companies are getting creative and learning that there are better ways to save money and to make money other than what they're used to. You know, um, I think people are taking school for granted. I think a lot of students like high school students and even like a college student, you know, like before the pandemic, like, let's be honest, every kid wanted to be like, Oh yeah, no school for three weeks. Yeah. 
now we're all we, we're itching to get back into class because online sucks so much. I think it shows too who really wants to be there. Yeah. Because also it goes to the point um, when you force a kid to go to in person class, whether it be high school or college, mm-hmm. you're they have to be there. They can't just leave. Um, they're not going to be able to leave. You're you're there. Mm-hmm. You're physically there. Yeah. I mean, you can zone out all you want, but the thing is, when it transitions to online class. No one's forcing you to stay in that Google Meet. Right. No one cares. It's so it's, yeah. It's it's about who wants to learn. And and I think a lot of people throughout this pandemic have shown they really don't care. But well, I hey, I think I'm a, a pretty good scholar. I'll be the first to say I have slept through classes online. Oh, I because, hate online yeah, class. Yeah. But but I think you're right. I think it definitely shows like the kids that are like it shows me kind of what I'm interested in. Oh, I think so. I mean, so, there have been sure. a couple classes where I'm just like, you know, I really thought I was going to enjoy this. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, psychology was a, was an example of that I really thought I liked psychology. Um, I like the biology behind it and like the the actual anatomy of the brain, but you know, like the science experiments that go into behavior, like that stuff, I really thought I was going to enjoy, and I didn't. Yeah, and I. And again, online, I'm sure didn't help anything, but it just kind of like, I lost that drive to want to keep learning, mm-hmm. you know? Um, the big, the big one too, I saw was, um, the, uh, I know China didn't necessarily go into lockdown crazy. Again, you're saying like recently? No, at the beginning. Okay. Or did they, did they go into a full country lockdown? I'm not sure. Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know if they did or didn't, but they said that the, the, uh, air pollution was down to like as low as it's ever been. Oh yeah. In Los Angeles, people saw the buildings for the first yeah. time because there was so low smog because yeah. no one was driving. Yeah. And, uh, in, uh, Venice, Italy, the, uh, you know, the water in the canals was clear. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which like never happens or something. Yeah. yeah. Like that is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I try and look at this as a, like we can learn something from we it. We can learn something from it. Um, I think people are going to be a lot healthier. I think people are going to wash their hands more and, and take a care and, and hygiene and, you know, clean themselves and, and things like that a lot better. Um, I think, I think people are learning to eat in more instead of going and getting, you know, fast food or going out and eating fried food every night. Um, People, I think, are learning. Uh, I, I know a big thing with my family was we could never sit around all day. We just had to go do something. Yeah. And it taught us to a couple of things. Number one, like how to keep ourselves occupied by, like, I mean, there were a couple of nights where we didn't even watch TV or a movie or play a game. We just sat just and talk. talk. Yeah. yeah. My, we would never do that. We would talk, obviously. I mean, my family and I are very close. We'd talk over dinner or a game or whatever, but we would never just sit down and talk. I think that's so valuable too. Yeah. Having someone or just a situation where you can sit down and just kind of lay it all out there. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a forced conversation or yeah. there's no distractions. You're yeah. sitting down one-on-one and it, really trying to. It's 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 amazing to me what storytelling can do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, I think we learned a lot of things. I think people are in better shape. I think they're healthier, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, exercising and eating obviously you know some people got covid and they weren't healthier mm-hmm. um but i i think we're going to kind of look at this as a as a positive yeah i think though if you just playing devil's devil's advocate you mm-hmm. look at the other side yeah i think for a lot of people in men not so much physical health but mental health mm-hmm. it's really absolutely. taking a toll absolutely and i mean just staying and being shut in all day mm-hmm. not being able to 
you know, go out and have fun with your friends and yeah. kind of do what you want. It kind of, I think it kind of restricts your freedom. Yeah. And I don't know. I think, I think a lot of people struggled with that. I, I know I did, especially Absolutely. in the first six months. I didn't know what to do. My rebuttal to that though, is I think people, a lot of people who have dealt through that are also learning how to deal with it. Oh, I think everyone's in it together. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that kind of mindset. And, and something down the road, like you might be like, you know, this, this is just really shitty right now. Mm -hmm. And people are going to look back and say, well, I know how to deal with this. Yeah. You know, um, for someone who like has the flu of 10 years from now and they're out for a week and they're at home all day by themselves. I think they learn how to keep themselves occupied, how to keep themselves, you know, healthy. And I, I just think there's going to be a lot of, of positives that come out of this. I agree. That's yeah. going to be the ultimate flashback. Yeah, absolutely. In 10 years, you're sick. You can't nope. go to work or you can't take your kid to school or something. You're like, oh, it's just <laughs> yeah. like 2020. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's weird. It, it's It's definitely weird, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely ready for it to be over, like you said, but I mean, it, I just, it, it's weird to think about like, this is normal. I, I don't know what normal is anymore. Yeah. And I don't know what normal is going to look like for the next year, two years, five years, 10 years, mm -hmm. 20 years. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone knows. And I think it scares a lot of people. And I, it kind of scares me a little bit. Like, yeah. are we going to go back to, are we going to get anything of the, the way we had it before? 2020 is it gonna right. be is it gonna be anything like that or are right. we still are we gonna wear masks for the rest of our lives yeah maybe i don't know yeah I mean, and i think i think social distancing is gonna be a norm now yeah you're not i mean that's imagine, one i was gonna say uh, sorry i'm gonna cut you no, off go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> imagine walking into a job interview and you're probably not gonna shake your, your boss's hand from yeah i mean that's yeah. that's incredible i was gonna say too just when you're you're in public or something maybe yeah. you're in the line at the grocery store yeah even if the rules are they go they do go back to normal where you can be as close to you on as someone mm -hmm. i feel like if someone got like super close to me i'd be like oh personal space man yeah like i feel like the per i i've thought about this a lot and i think throughout the the pandemic i think the personal space bubble mm -hmm. has has made people accustomed to like giving yeah. space yeah no matter where you're at too yeah i think when i go in public now even when i'm with my friends i don't know i just don't get as close to them anymore yeah because it feels wrong it does yeah, it's, I mean, it's the weirdest thing. When we sit on our futon and we got three people on this futon, it feels crowded. And it, yeah, it fits I'm just three people. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, Ugh, what? <laughs> go. I'm yeah, like, why don't we get what? away from me? Yeah, yeah. No, that's and and I'm a I'm I'll be honest, I'm a big personal space guy, um, and I have definitely noticed like you don't worry about. That. I mean, one. So uh, my mom and I always joke about this. Uh, I've told Peyton this a hundred times. I think I've told you. I hate going to the grocery store. You didn't, you have not told me that. So people are really slow at the grocery store. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And when it's crowded at a grocery store or at uh, like a McDonald's or something, and people are just right on top of you, I lose my mind. That is one of my biggest pet peeves, I think, in the world is people who just are like either so slow or just yeah. don't know what is going on and they're just right on top of you so we were we were at the grocery store the other day uh because I, I i wasn't um it was before i had the symptoms you know so mm -hmm. i i don't think i was spreading it but i guess i could have been depending on when you spread it yeah i don't really know. um i was supposed to be home quarantining i'll be completely honest but uh we just had to grab a couple of things so i had my mask on you know everything blah 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 so um so we, we go in there and everyone's six feet and we just, we get in the car and we're like, 
holy cow it's almost fun to go to the grocery store because people aren't just right on top of you anymore (laughs) like that's just always been one of my biggest pet peeves and i'm so happy that i hope it stays that way i know what you mean like yeah like when you go i i can never even before and now Mm -hmm. i can't go on a saturday or sunday yeah at prime time like i need to the meyer by me is 24 hours Mm -hmm. and if i have to i'll go at one in the morning (laughs) that's how much i hate just you're trying to pull out of an aisle, and yeah. here comes six carts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and then here's this and guy, they, and they don't see you, right? They're no, just no, still no. looking at the aisle. Yeah. And, say, oh, and I'm, I'm like, oh, can I get through here? Okay. Yeah. And they're slow motion to grab whatever they want to grab. Absolutely. Like, get it together. Yeah. It's so frustrating. I was at uh, this. I think this happened more in the fall. Maybe it was the spring, but it was in the fall. I was with Peyton at a Meyer, and uh, <laughs> you know we're we're getting our essentials. We I think it was right after our baseball got canceled for a couple of weeks so we were just kind of stocking up because we knew we'd be just lying around for a little bit um and we get we're in we're, we're going to check out and we got a pretty full basket I mean, it was me Peyton and his roommate uh Matt we got a pretty full basket and the lines are just so long and I'm like <laughs> these people are so freaking slow so we go to the express lane and Peyton's like no we don't have we don't have 12 you know, items or the, whatever the self-checkout yeah. he's like we don't have, we have more than 15 or whatever it was. <laughs> the limit. I swear to God, we, I was in and out of there within three minutes. And everyone else is, doesn't know where the label is. And, oh, I ask for assistance. I, I clicked four limes instead of three. <laughs> and now I'm paying 23 cents extra. Let me, let me call over the staff. I'm like, you're right. Like, just get it together. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. if I can get in and out of there under three minutes, who cares how many items I have? I know. Yeah, that's one thing. Why? Like, if I sometimes I feel like a terrible person. I've got like fourteen, and the limit's twelve. Uh huh. But you also get those people who just have no regard for anyone. Yeah. And they have thirty-five items. Yeah. And then they, like you said, they yeah. move slow, taking up the lines. That's what I'm saying. I always compare myself to others. Like if I'm, if I get in after someone and leave before them, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not it really, even if you had 200 <laughs> items, I don't yeah, think you're really exactly. causing any problem. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about relative that's, to other people. That's my mind at least. And I'm the same way with uh, people who order at a restaurant where like, like they go to McDonald's and like, mm, what's a Big Mac? It's like, okay, <laughs> like <laughs> order it or don't. Okay. Or like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess just, that comes with experience, but it I does. know what you mean. And there are people who I know probably have never been to McDonald's, but I'm just like, okay, the menu explains. She's like, well, what can I get with it? Well, if you look at the menu, it says you can get a number eight with a large Coke. It, it, yeah. You know, what do you have, Pepsi or Coke? Look at the sign. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, that's, and I've, I'm a terrible person. I know I am. I mean, I was a little out. I'm a terrible person, I know, but it's one of my biggest pet peeves for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> and COVID helps us learn yeah, not to do that. It, the menu is <laughs> online. I do understand. Yeah. I don't know. If you're, uh, yeah, if you're taking 10 minutes to order well, that, like, a, it, and, and I don't mind. Taco Bell. Yeah, I don't mind asking like, hey, you know, I'm, I like this, you know, like having a conversation with the cashier. But like if, if there's a line. You should be using the line to get an idea of what you want. Yeah. Okay? Oh, that that's one thing too. It's prime time think like you yeah. Know, you, it's brainstorming time when you're yeah. in line. And you, they have that side menu there, and you can see what they have. Take the line to your advantage. Yeah. And this is for drive-through and people that Absolutely. I'm walking up. I'm Absolutely. Like, but at least now, you know, 
I'll, I've probably been an asshole before. And like when people do that, I get real close to them and I'm like trying to make it obvious that I'm trying yeah. to get in. Push them. So COVID is going to help me and, and I'll no longer <laughs> Restrain yourself. Yeah. Via virus. Yes. Yes. Once again, COVID's helping us. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's something that really bothers me. I think one thing too, I, I hate to go back to the pandemic because we've yeah. been talking about it for two years now. <laughs> but um, I think one thing that we can take as a positive is people know a lot more about computers. I mean, oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad, but yeah. um, I mean like my grandma or aunt or mm -hmm. they had no idea how to join like a, a Google oh, meter, yeah. set yeah. up a meeting or something like that. Yeah. And now you can kind of do that a lot, a lot better now. So I think that was a good thing. Both my cramp, cramp grandparents, both my grandparents Crentist. used to be <laughs> your dentist name is Crentist. Yes. He's new. <laughs> um, <laughs> now I'm thinking of the office. So both my grandparents, so, you know, if, if we were to FaceTime, there was a 75% chance they were going to answer and you're going to see their ear. Is this thing on? Yeah. Like, like, cause they think it's a phone call and you're yeah. like, you know, having a conversation with their ear since the pandemic. I've never, like never seen them do it. They just, they know that's awesome. They know it. That's good for them. Man. Yeah. Cause I'll tell you what, there was a huge gap in between our generation and that generation. I feel mm -hmm. like on level, like, my mom didn't even know how to like print anything before this, and now yeah. she's like scanning stuff because oh, she yeah. got to sign papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She scans it to her to her phone and then yeah. sends it through the email. I'm like, you're getting better. Yeah, I don't need to do everything for you now. Uh -huh. So I I respect that. Absolutely. My uh, I mean, there's just there's so many like like skills. I don't want to say life skills, but just critical skills. It's valuable. There's valuable a lot skills, of valuable you. stuff yeah. you can do on the computer. Like we were talking about typing speed the other day. Yes. I mean, that's kind of the future. If you can type fast, you that's like an asset that you have. Yeah. Like whatever it may be, you can you can do work faster than the average person does it. Mm -hmm. Therefore, a company has more incentive to hire you. Like why would I mm -hmm. hire this person who takes two hours to type that report when you will take an hour and a yeah. half? And, I, and, and, yeah. and I say it all the time. Uh, you know, there there are people in my class who I've seen type, and they still do the the, the two packing. finger, yeah, yeah. And you know, back in the day, when I was in third grade, I took this typing course for like three weeks. It was in our English class or whatever in third grade, and I spent like a good two to three years continuing to type, mm -hmm. like on my own. And I got made fun of for it. Like, why why the hell are you still doing this? I bet you I could write a ten page paper. Four hours. We. <laughs> That's, I have actually no idea. I, let me say a page paper in 10 minutes. I will tell you a story about this. Yeah. You, I, I'll tell the viewers a story about this. You were here for it. Yeah. Uh, Ted comes down in our <laughs> room and he's he goes, crank up a cup of coffee. So I get I get him two two uh, cups of coffee rolling. It was, it was what, 10, 10 p.m. and yeah. I and he's down six, six, seven pages due by midnight. <laughs> down in two cups of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So we sit down. We're watching TV. He opens a door, doesn't say anything, goes right to the desk, opens the <laughs> laptop, and starts typing. And he didn't talk or look at us one time. And I don't know how long rolled around. Oh, probably 30 minutes or so maybe. Um, and I'm like, are you are you good over there? He goes, yeah, I just got four pages done real quick. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was the caffeine talking. Yeah. No, that was incredible. I mean, that's a, that's a skill. It's the 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 physical act of typing was the easy part. It was it's the coffee I needed though to get my brain in the it puts right you place. On another level. No, that's what that's what I needed to know what I was typing. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like I have the ability to type, but I just 
I need to get the words out. I need to know what I want to type. So that's where the coffee comes in. Yeah, there's, I think there's a difference (laughs) between typing and essay writing though, because for me at least when I'm writing an essay, I don't necessarily know what I'm going in there with. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think about it as I'm typing. Yeah. So, and that's where you kind of like take a step back. Yeah. What do I want to say? Yeah. That's the stuff that takes longer. I will say writing is one of the most valuable skills that writing is critical and people can't do it. Oh, a lot of people cannot. And I took a, a course here, um, in the first semester and it was about it was college writing mm-hmm. it was an honors class and it it helped me tremendously like stepping back and saying okay what do i want to say with what i'm writing mm-hmm. like, what's my purpose it's all about who are you writing for what are you writing for and i don't think a lot of people get that i think they just kind of throw all the stuff on the paper without a point mm-hmm. and um i'm not really the biggest fan of writing yeah but i think i can do it well enough because i know who mm-hmm. I'm writing to and what I'm trying to say to them. Yeah. And I, I've, I've really seen a difference in the past year from taking courses like that. Yeah. In any subject to science, yeah. you know, E&M, whatever, whatever you may be. One of my, uh, one of the things I learned as uh, a little kid that I think has helped me a lot and I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, people would have to judge how good my writing is. I think it's above average, but um, if you're following a rubric or you're following some sort of outside material, you're doing it wrong. Because as soon as you try and follow something else, it becomes too structured. It doesn't have the fluidity. Yeah. It doesn't have your your experience. You know, it's it's kind of like storytelling. Like you have to put it in. You have to be able to say what you want to say in your own words. Mm-hmm. You know, people say things different. Um, you know, I think some of my best friends, if they both wrote an essay, I could tell which one was which just without a yeah, name. Yeah, with style. Just because of how they write. So that was one thing we talked about yeah. in the course, too, was we take our writing and we break it down to the, like, get away from the structure mm-hmm. and do what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you become a, a really good, that's where you become an average writer to a good writer mm-hmm. is when you can get your voice into it. And yeah. you have a unique style, like you said, with your yeah. friends. You can tell how they write, what they want to say. What I, words I think, they use, yes. how they structure it, yeah. I think that's valuable, and I think everyone should have their own style. Like, yeah. and, I've, and it goes with storytelling, with public speaking, whatever it is. Like, you, yeah. you tell a story differently than I do, mm-hmm. and differently than the next guy will. Yeah, but but it's about, you know, you know, it's about taking in the information and then spitting it back out your own way. Yeah. You know, if you yep. have a rubric in front of you and you're like, okay, well, let me type this. Well, let me type this. Oh, I have to include this, you know. Like, then, then you... And and obviously, like, if you have a rubric, like, use it, you know, after you write it, go back and make sure you have everything, but you shouldn't, you should not have your rubric open on, you know, on half page and you're right. Like, you should get an idea of what you want to do, write it. Yeah, don't Um, make it sound so much like a robot. Absolutely. You know, make, put, put some effort into it, put some style in it, (laughs) give a damn about what you're writing. Mm -hmm. That's, that'd be my advice. Give a damn. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is coming from two... Two majors who have nothing to do with English Absolutely. either. Biochemistry and finance. Yeah. And maybe chemistry? Yes, chemistry. Yeah, maybe. You still don't know yet. Okay. So there, it's it's really tricky, I feel like, with my course schedule. Yeah. I'm trying to get into 152 for chem. Mm-hmm. But now if I don't take it this next semester, I'm going to be in my third, or I'm going to be in my fourth semester not even having taken the introductory level class. Yeah. But here's the problem. I want to take my classes that are going to fulfill my major requirements before I go off and do other things. Yeah. And cause I want to get into those classes so I can for sure have them. Yeah. And then I signed up for my two that will fulfill my major on what is it? Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday I, and that's your final. I go major. in. Yeah. Okay. And then I go in and 
every seat is filled for every for any chemistry class, any biology class, and yeah. now I'm taking just two. I'm t- I'm taking a CS class. Yeah, I want to try it. Yeah, because I think I think it, there's some value in that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot. Let's see I what was, happens. Uh, I I got the the wrong honors class that I wanted. And I was Ooh. so bummed about it, and then it was actually kind of a blessing in disguise because um, I went back and I actually read. I, I I'll be honest, they're they're. There are great issues in humanities classes, um, so they're both humanities classes. You know, gotcha. English. I don't want to take either of them. I'm just <laughs> gonna be completely honest with you. Yeah. Um, but I went back and read, and I was like, you know what? This might be a blessing in disguise. This you got a good course. That you I don't want to say up. good, but may not dislike it as much. I feel like it all comes around to the syllabus. Like, yeah. the f- when you get your syllabus, and you can kind of see how the teacher, yeah, how she, how he or she rolls, yeah. Like, are they laid back? Are they uptight? I and and like just like when I'm writing, do they give a damn? Yeah, you know if they're if they're just up there spitting, and you know don't have any conversation with the students, and obviously not engaged. You know yeah. this is different at Albion than it is at a university with 400 kids in a class. But you know if if they're just monotone and they don't care, I'm tenured. I don't care. I'm not yeah. answering your questions. You can yeah. bring it up with the TA. Right. See you Monday for the test. Yeah, exactly. Like that crap. I'll, I can't stand that. Yeah. You know, but if I have a professor who, whether I care about the subject or not, if they care, they're going to hopefully open my eyes or allow me to think in a different way. I mean, I can appreciate whether it be a professor or just anyone. If you're, I, I think actually this is probably like a psychology topic i'm sure there's a psychological research about this Mm -hmm. but someone who's good at something i just appreciate them for that absolutely and it could be for something i don't even care about yeah like tony hawk as a skateboarder yeah he's an awesome skateboarder he's cool and i have a lot of respect for what he does and i don't know anything i've never (laughs) had an interest in skateboarding but i have mad respect for him (laughs) yeah i mean yeah i i don't know and it goes for anything it's just i'm the same way if you're good at something i just appreciate the work that not even if you're good just if you enjoy it yeah 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 it's true yeah Yeah. if you love doing something yeah do it yeah who cares i know we talked about that a little bit last time yeah i think we yeah Yeah, we definitely did that was the main quote that that was in the the title wasn't it oh what did i put i don't remember i'm not sure i gotta look it up now okay jamie jamie pull it up look it up that's what oh, our he is gonna, yeah, look up what the, yeah, if you just, uh, Let's yeah, go. he knows what he's doing. You might have to hire him. This is kind of nice. I, hire him? What am I, I'm not paying him anything. <laughs> you can get some volunteer hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, he, if he's doing it, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I think I think computer science is, is a good thing to try. You never know. Maybe yeah. you'll switch your major. <laughs> maybe. Not, I, I know, know you don't want to think about that, but maybe yeah. you will. I mean, there's, I think, like we were talking about, there's a lot of value in He's always oh, just going to show it to me. He's not going to okay. it. Okay. Jamie's got it here. Don't chase money. Chase what you love and money will follow. That's what it was. I mean, that's kind of a similar sad. similar idea that you got to do what you love. Yeah. And yeah. I like it. I still, I think <laughs> I, I might still just put it. that same quote up. It's like my my recurring quote every time. Every time you see True's Honor. Just you, don't chase money. The beginning money. of the episode should just be. Don't chase money. Chase what you love. And- don't chase the money. <laughs> chase the dream. <laughs> I don't know. Chase what you love. Chase what you love and money will follow. In a world where we don't chase the money, <laughs> but we chase our dreams and the money will follow. And it turns out people are actually happy. Imagine that. 
not that's, that's, that's a whole nother <laughs> level of thinking. I don't want to get into that, but uh, I like the I like the philosophical questions. That's kind of, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. really do enjoy those. That when you just kind of think about something or you yeah. get, you're presented with a question and you're like, oh, it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, I think there's value in that. Being what, was, what was that ethics question? Oh yeah, so it was. Um, you're the or there's a train or trolley. Yeah, going down the tracks, and on the straight track. Mm-hmm. There are, what is it? There's one person. Uh huh. Or no, sorry. There's five people. There's uh-huh. five people on the straight track, and you can change the direction of the track, and it'll be uh the five people. Uh huh. Am I getting this right? I Jamie, think so. Can you pull this up? <laughs> Jamie. I got, it. I got it. Look up trolley uh ethics question, and then hand it over to me, because uh Wikipedia will do a lot better explaining it. But it's basically. Yes. It's the it's between the deontological thinkers uh-huh. and um and the now I'm drawing a blank on the other school of thought. Um the uh not deontology but the other one. It'll say it in this article once Jamie. Yeah. Okay, so since he's figuring out Oh, oh there we go. Here hand it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here we go. The trolley problem. Uh okay. Hold on, I gotta pull it up on Wikipedia. The the Google really didn't give a good one. Okay, the trolley problem. Uh, there's a runaway trolley barreling down the railway tracks. Up ahead on the tracks, there's five people tied up on the track, unable to move. The trolley's headed straight for them. You're standing the same, or you're standing some distance off in the train yard next to a lever. And if you pull the lever, the trolley switches to a different set of tracks. And there's one person on this side track, so you have two options. First option. You do nothing and let the trolley kill the five people on the main track, or you pull the lever, diverting the trolley onto the side track where it's going to kill one person. Um, which is more ethical, or more simply, what's the right thing to do? And there is a strong argument for both uh, both options, because. So you want to get into it? Yeah, I'd love <laughs> to get into it. All right. Um, I'm I'm seeing if it has the two the two options. I guess. Let me scroll up here. It doesn't really have anything, but um, so I know. So what like, do you what do you think about? So it? so the, so the main we we've talked about this. So yes. I I I'm I don't, kind of, I, I don't I, know if I'm I cheating by said. saying this, but I think what we established was the obvious answer for a lot of people is they're going to switch it. They're going to pull the lever, yeah, and switch it and kill the one person instead of five. Because your reasoning is that. One, one person dying yeah. is better than five people dying, no matter the case. And so, yeah, go ahead. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So then we move into the second part, the fat man dilemma. Yeah. Is that? I think that's the second one. I think so. Um, there, you're on the bridge now, and yeah. there's a big fat guy, and he, um, and you can push him off the bridge, and it'll kill him. Yeah. But it'll stop the it'll five stop people the from dying. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And and so then you people are like, okay, so if it's like one or one, well. If there's a giant fat guy who's, you know, just kind of lays there all day. Yeah. Is that, you know, people say, well, he has no value. Well, you don't know that. Yeah. And then you there's, know? there's the people who say, well, that's different. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's different than pulling a lever. Yeah. Is it? Is it really different? I was going to say, the other thing is, do you not pull the lever and just kind of let what's... Because yep. think about it. If you pull the lever, you're killing the other person. Yeah. Oh, you're making a deliberate choice to kill, take another person's life. If yes. you don't. You're not like it's terrible, but you're not killing them. Yeah, and then it it goes. I know we talked about this one too, and it's probably more relevant for uh, a pre med student. But <laughs> same thing. Can you? Would you rather save uh, 
one person who's very badly injured or yeah. five people who are kind of injured. Mm-hmm. It goes to that. And then yeah. the, there's some branches that go off from that dilemma too. It's kind of the same idea. But yeah, yeah back to the the fat man. You say that that's different. But how so? You're taking yeah. one person's life to save five. It's effed up any way you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, philosophy is a hard thing. Yeah. And I, I'm interested in it, but I don't think that I'm, I don't know. Gonna, gonna major in it i'm worried it's one of those things that just there's no right answer no there's yeah. not it just shows that everything's effed up i had a one of my favorite teachers ever in high school and college to this point in my life mm-hmm. um he was the history philosophy kind of guy he has he was a doctor in philosophy at mm-hmm. my high school mm-hmm. and i took him for a philosophy class and um my takeaways from that class one was there's no right answer it's your answer and how you defend it mm-hmm and then, um, yeah, basically he was talked about how you have to be philosophically consistent. You mm-hmm. can't change your argument based on based on different scenarios. Well, this is different. This is different. This is different. No, you got to make one philosophy, and it has to be consistent. No matter how hard it is to say, it's got to be consistent for everything. Yeah. And those were my two big takeaways from him. And, um, yeah, he was an excellent teacher. Yeah. Talked to kids well. Explained his points very well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He kind of got me interested in philosophy. I'm I'm curious to see if I take a, a college-level philosophy course, if it'll be anything like that. Yeah. Or if it's going to be completely different. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, philosophy, I haven't had a philosophy class, and I know a little bit about it. And I would, I would, again, though, being in a one-on-one introductory level class, especially one that fills a lot of credits, I think there's a lot of people that'll be in that class and, like, the professor who just don't. They're just there to get, yeah. the, you know, to get their, uh, their requirements. Their requirements. Yeah. Thank not you. Not going to lie. That's why I'm in some of the classes it, I'm taking. Absolutely. And, and you have I, to, especially absolutely. at lower arts too. Cause absolutely. And that's why I just feel like it'll be, I don't want to say dumbed down, but just, I, I think, I think the professor knows that, you know, oh, I, I agree. yeah. So he's not gonna, or he or she, I say he just cause I know three people with philosophy classes that all have male teachers. That's the only reason. And you were talking about, so, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, I, you know, I just, I, I would need, a someone who encourages me to think the other way yeah, or, or another way. If I'm really going to get into the subject, mm-hmm. um, I say it all the time. I had a organic two professor, uh, Dr. Harris, shout out to him. Awesome teacher or awesome professor. And the reason why is because, you know, the rest of the class was, uh, we were a little bit behind because of COVID and lab times and modules and all this. And he told me, don't slow down. Yeah. He told me, read this section, read this section. He goes, you're, you're ahead of the game. You know what you're doing. It sounds like you love it. Don't stop. Mm -hmm. Even if you never use this a day in your life, don't stop because you might find something that completely changes the way you look at something yeah and just pushing me like that and those are the professors i think that are Mm -hmm. you know out of the ballpark yeah Yeah. i mean the ones who really kind of speak to you yeah and and again they give a damn yeah they want to be that's kind of the you know the the underlying idea is yeah is do they care about their students and i think i think going here where you got smaller class sizes and things like that i think Mm -hmm. you're gonna get you're gonna find a little bit more of that compared to a huge university. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I would I would say is pretty good. Um, 
but even people do care. Yeah, go ahead. But even at a, a real a, a large university, professors still like maybe they don't necessarily interact with the students so much, but they can, you know, uh, have fluency in their voice and yeah. you know use real life scenarios and give personal experiences and just try and, you know, deliver to to the students a different way instead of just getting out there and just spitting what you know and just. <laughs> You know. Sit at the blackboard, yeah. write everything that you write everything you've you know. learned for the past ten years yeah. in your doctorate, and then just and then you know go leave. everything once. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And again, I, Albion's different. I know than most universities, but that's why I'm here at Albion. That's why I love it here. Yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely, yeah, definitely valuable having that that aspect of it. Yeah, and some kids, you know, some students don't want that, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Some students want to be in a six hundred class, you know, and just get the information and call it a day. I get that. Yeah. Um, but for me, definitely want the, the smaller community. I think one thing that's good here too is it kind of demands you to participate. Mm-hmm. So I know if I'm going to go to wherever I go next, I'm going to have small group and medium group skills mm-hmm. uh, because I've done it all the time here. Yeah. Like they kind of hear the, they break you out in a group and say, all right, there you go. Yeah. And you kind of just got to, you got it, it gives you practice with yeah. that group size between five and 10 people. Yeah, I think that's pretty valuable, especially with COVID now too. I mean, the, yeah. the interactions are so limited as it is. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it, it, it's it's a different community here and a different experience here, and I love it, and that's why I'm here. You know, I'm I'm very happy that I chose Albion um, for that reason, mm-hmm. and that's and that and when people ask me, they say, "Do you like Albion?" I say, "I love it," and and I, that's the reason why. I love the fact that there's 10 students in my class. Yeah. Love it. I love that we have a Snapchat group chat. You know, <laughs> yeah, you don't get that everywhere, man. You, you don't. You, I mean, you know, and my professors know me by name. And if I, some of them, you know, a lot of them that I've had so far, you know, live in Albion. And so if I see him at a restaurant or just out, like. We did see him that yeah, one Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and he came by, he sat down, he met my friends. Uh, I had John and Tish up. Yep. He met my friends and, uh, you know, introduced himself, told him a little, you know, like, like you don't get that anywhere else. Exactly. That's awesome. 100% with you. Yeah. All right, dude. I really appreciate you coming on for, for the sure, second man. time. Uh, you're, you'll be on again. I, sure. I'm going to say, I'd love to, I love to have this as a recurring event. Absolutely. I well, know we have some plans in the, in the work for next year. Absolutely. Perhaps. Yes, yes, Hello. yes. And, and well, before I get, tell me what you got so far for your podcast. I know you want to start. Um, yeah, we're, we're in the, we're in the making right now. <laughs> By next time I'm on the show, I will, I will have it up and running. You'll have it up and running. A hundred percent. Okay. So I'll, I won't plug it yet. Cause I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure. And I'll be, I'll be sure to plug it first, not last next time. Absol- okay. So All right. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, we got something going, um, for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll mention it next time. It's, yeah. It'll be in the works though. It's yeah. in the works right now. You know, and like I said, you know, COVID really just COVID and classes and being home and everything and not being able to interact with anybody. I was, wasn't able to, to podcast. Yeah. So I appreciate you just kind of absolutely filling in when I needed you most. It was between you and Peyton and I had Peyton on last episode. So I chose right Peyton. Yeah. But you guys were, you guys are still tied at 77 views for your first. Someone watch my first podcast. <laughs> I, I beg you, I plead. Uh, You'll get a you'll get a personal high five from me. When personal you see high me. five when COVID's over now. Yeah, I uh, get a personal elbow <laughs> touch. Go listen to the the last podcast by yeah. me. Well, Zoner, again, I really appreciate you having me on. Or uh, oh, yeah, you're on. welcome. Uh, you, you know okay, it. So yeah. we're gonna see you guys next time. <laughs> all, right, all right, see you. <laughs> so, uh, special thanks to Zoner, and hope to have him on again soon.